organize your amazing ideas into a powerful book, you are in the right place. At the right time to learn how to write your book. Hi, I'm Joyce Glass. And I'm Sherry Lynn Bisbano, and welcome to The Right Hour, nonfiction tips from The Right Coach team. We are so glad you joined us today. Welcome to episode 801 of The Right Hour. I am so glad you joined us today. Do you struggle to find time in the midst of your busy life to write? Our guest, Ruth Snyder, a mother of five, shares her top tips on how to create a time to write in the middle of chaos. Beautiful you book and creativity coach and best-selling author, Ruth Snyder, is known for her captivating and engaging workshops for authors. As an expert in social media marketing and self-publishing, she has been endorsed by Murray Pura and Jeff Goins. Create your time to write now. Welcome to this episode of The Right Hour. I am so excited today because this is the first day that Sherry Lynn Bisbano and I are the Right Coach team and we are interviewing Ruth Snyder. So welcome, Ruth. We're so glad you're here. Sherry Lynn, I am so glad you're here. Oh, it's such a joy to partner with you, Joyce. We're going to be a great team. Both of us have a heart to help others. And I believe Ruth has that same heart from what I've read so far. I'm actually getting to know Ruth. So Ruth, tell us a little about you and your journey becoming a writer. Well, I have enjoyed reading and writing since I was quite young. My family spent 10 years in Southern Africa. And so my first exposure to writing was writing letters to our relatives because it was in the late 60s, early 70s when there was no email and there were very few phone calls. And so the way we got to know relatives was by writing letters back and forth. I even went to boarding school for a while and so I was away from my parents and we would write weekly letters back and forth. And so I learned how to describe what I was seeing and feeling and experiencing. And Mm -hmm. so that was my first introduction to writing. But I never really got serious about my writing until I was married and I had kids and they started doing interesting things and we have kids with special needs. So when I first got serious about writing was when I entered a writing contest that was Canada-wide. Oh, wow. And I won, and I won first place. Ah. And I was like, oh, I guess maybe I am a writer. <laughs> Isn't so it funny my- how something like that takes best to realize, oh, wow, like I can do this. Yes. But at that time, I had five kids ages one to 11. And I was like, okay, so I'm a writer, but how do I do this? Because I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was my launch into writing. And we can talk about my journey as we go through the interview. Writing letters is such a lost art, isn't it? It is. It is. And congratulations on winning that award. Tell us a little bit about um, books that you've published. So the first book I actually published, well, I'll go back a little bit. So at the conference, the first writing conference that I went to, I I asked some professional writers, okay, I'm busy. I don't have much time. So how do I make this writing thing work? And one of the suggestions I received was, well, you know, social media is important. So why don't you try out Twitter and use that as your mini blog? 
And so I started experimenting on Twitter and I loved it. At the time I was actually on the school board, the local school board. And so I used it for political reasons as well. But people, other writers kept saying, I don't understand Twitter. It doesn't work for me. How, like you seem to be really good at it. How do you do it? And so they asked me if I would write a book. So that was my first book that I wrote, Learn Twitter. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. wonderful. And then after I did some other projects with other writers, one of the funnest projects I did was called the San Francisco Wedding Planner with mm-hmm. four other authors. And we have never met in person, but um, a publisher put us together and gave us a, a general plot and the characters. And it was, you know, remember in school where you did that writing assignment where one person wrote one sentence and then you folded the paper down and then the next person wrote a sentence and folded the paper down and then you read it at the end. That's kind of what this book was like. Each author wrote 10,000 words. <laughs> That's and funny. Then, and then the next author wrote 10,000 words and so on and so on. But it all had to fit together. Right. And I was the fifth one who got to tie all the loose ends together and make it work. So that was a, an interesting assignment. But my latest book is a devotional called Equipped, Ephesians 6 Devotionals to Empower and Make You Victorious in Everyday Struggles. And so I wrote that and published it last year. Those are great. Those are great. So you have is that the three books then? The Ephesians 6, the Twitter, and the wedding? I, I have been involved in some other anthologies, but those are the, the main ones. The, I've the main three. Okay. Awesome. Well, what is your top writing tip for when you're busy? Because as we were talking about, you are a busy mom. A lot of writers are busy. They probably still work full time. They may have children. There's all kinds of schedules. Their work may be very demanding. And it, it, it can be tough. Even with what I do, I do this full time, but I still have a lot of work to do for clients. So to get to my own writing, a lot of times gets pushed to the back burner. So tell us some more about what is the top tip first for writing when you're busy, and then we'll go into some others. So I guess my top tip would be to figure out what works best for you because different things work for different people. Mm -hmm. For me, when I first started writing, what worked for me was to get up an, a half an hour or an hour earlier than I was getting up before and do the writing before any of my kids woke up and before my husband was up, the house was quiet. Nobody yeah. interrupted me. Yes. I wrote. Great tip. Yeah. That's, that's a wonderful tip. That's I'm, I know I write better in the morning and I think Joyce, do you write better at night? It depends on the day. Actually with the way it's been things lately, I've been so busy. I do better in the morning too. I try to, get some writing time in before I start my other work while my brain's fresh and then the work that I need to do for my business or clients. I have recently heard of watch your natural ebb and flows of your energy. When are you more energetic? And for Mm -hmm. me, it's actually between three and six and like 10 and 12. Those are times that are better times when I write. So that's why I try to plan my writing time at those times. I wanted to ask you, you have a book about Twitter. Right. Now, as writers, and it uh, doesn't matter if you're traditionally published or self-published, 
we all have to be on social media. And it's a hard thing trying to do the social media marketing. Mm -hmm. So if you could answer, what do you think is the, for Twitter now, or even all of social media, what do you think is the biggest mistake writers do? And, And give us some tips. So I think the biggest mistake that we make is we try to do it all. And you can't do it all and do it well. (laughs) Right. So I would say pick one or two social media venues that you like and enjoy and focus on those and build those up. And then if you find you want to reach out into other areas, then try something else. But focus on one or two. And you also have to make sure that you use tools so that you're not wasting your whole day on social media. That's that's one of the best tools that I've heard. I forgot which author it was, is they write, well, they write full time. But what they do is they write 50 minutes. They spend 10 minutes at the top of the hour on social media. They write another 50 minutes, spend 10 more minutes on social media. They're a best-selling author. I was wondering, how did this person look like they're always on social media and get their books done and that's what they did and yeah. like you said what what you said is 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 so poignant and i echo what joy said too you have to find the right time for you mm-hmm. and do you find that tr- the way you treat your writing matters like if you just treat it as a hobby or treat it as a job well, I mean, I think any but anything that we try, if we're just treating it casually, it does it's not going to go well. And right. writing is not any different. So yes, if you want to be serious about your writing, you need to figure out when you write best. You need to plan when you're writing, what you're writing, set goals for yourself, and then celebrate when you've reached your goals. Oh, oh, that's all great stuff. All great stuff. Yeah, I love that. I say all the time, your book is just not going to happen. You know, it just doesn't appear and your writing time is not going to appear. You've got to be intentional about it. And until you're intentional about it, it's going to be hit or miss. Um, The more intentional about it, the more momentum you get too. Because if you wait, you know, if you write one Saturday for four hours and wait three weeks, you're going to spend an hour or two catching up what you did three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And then you'll get to writing if you still have time after you've figured out where you're at. You can get a lot done in just 15 minutes a day and you'll feel like you're accomplishing something as a writer. I I typed, I don't know how many words in 15 minutes just to see how much I would get done. Mm -hmm. A lot more than I thought. And it was wonderful. It's true. And that's one thing that I've been learning lately because I've discovered I'm a multi-creative, which means that I love to do a variety of things in the creative realm. And one of my frustrations is that I don't have unlimited time because I'm busy, but my coach has helped me learn that 10 or 15 minutes doing something I love will inspire me and refresh me. And then I can go on to something that maybe I don't enjoy as much, but still needs to be done. If you were sitting face to face with a new writer having a cup of coffee and they were all distraught and nervous and hesitant, what would you tell them? Well, I would say, first of all, that even the most prolific writer 
still feels like a fraud. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so we need to push past that feeling of who am I to write this and say, okay, I want to write this and I'm going to write this and I'm going to find the audience that suits my writing because everybody has a unique voice and a unique message that only they can share. And so we have to find our audience and we have to write our message and get it to our audience. Those are encouraging words. Thank you. Yeah. So your tips, let's just so we can recap for everybody was to find time that works for them. Don't try to do everything on social media. Pick on your two. And also use those short spurts of time, the, the 10 and 15 minutes. Do, that, do it consistently. Even if you do only 15 minutes once a day, use that and that will help you make progress. Mm-hmm. I, I, one tip that you said that I really liked was find your audience. That was a good tip that you gave us too, because you don't want to write to everybody. You want to write to a specific group. Can you expound on that, Ruth? I am a, an evangelical Christian. And so my audience is people who have similar beliefs to, to what I have. I also write to women, not to men and women. Mm-hmm. I also write to women who are between the ages of about 30 and 60. They might have kids at home. They don't have like two and three-year-olds running around usually. And I also am an adoptive mom. We adopted our kids. And so that's another part of my niche. That's great. You just gave a lot of sub-tips on how to find your audience. Adoption, women who don't have young children. In social media, you can find groups like that. Mm-hmm. And you can make them your audience. Right. That, that was a great tip. Yeah, and you want to make sure that you're connecting with those people. When you connect with those people on social media, they want to know you. They want to know more about you, what you do. Mm -hmm. And when they make that connection with you, they're more likely to buy your book and your next book and your next book and your next book. That's why you want to make this connection with people because you're not going to just sell them one book. Hopefully, you're selling them multiple books One of my favorites is anything by Beth Moore that comes out. I want to read it. I like Beth Moore. And I know if she wrote it, I'm going to read it. And I'm sure everybody has authors like that, that there's people that they love. For productivity, I love Brenda Burchard, you know, and I've read one of his books. It's excellent. And if he comes out with another one, or I'll probably go back and look at some others, but I'm still kind of digging through the book that I already bought for him. So that's why you want this connection with people. And you want to know who they are because when you write, you're going to speak to them. When you do social media, you're going to speak to them. So all of that works together beautifully. So tell us a little bit about your writing time. Do you have a consistent time you write or do you write daily or what has worked for you and some things that maybe didn't work like right now? So I mentioned that previously I had woken up a half an hour to an hour earlier and done my writing then. Right, it's not working for me at this point in my life, and so now I'm finding that I'm I'm more grouping my writing time into two or three days of the week instead of writing every day. It's just working better. Mm-hmm. I have teenagers at home, and they have busy schedules, and so I figure out the days that work for me, and I I do my writing then. 
Yeah, that's good. Because again, it's consistent. And that's like when we say consistent, that doesn't mean every single day of the week. Like mm-hmm. you said, two or three days a week work for you. And that's kind of been where it's work, been work, where I'm at right now too. There's some days that are more business oriented and some days that are more writing oriented and editing. Any other things that you do with your writing time that help you? Well, um, Sherilyn had mentioned the author that, that writes for 40 or 50 minutes and then spends 10 minutes on social media. I've been using that idea as well. Um, I think it's called the Pomodoro method is something that I have been working more with lately. And I find that I get more accomplished Mm -hmm. and what I will do. I don't necessarily spend those 10 minutes on social media, but I will maybe load the dishwasher or throw a load of laundry in or do something else that I need to be be doing around the house. And it gets me out of my chair because as writers, one thing that we fight is sitting all the time. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Or I'll spend 15 minutes on the treadmill, you know, and then go back and, and write. And that gives your brain a break and then it refreshes you. And you Mm -hmm. come back and you're able to finish up because we can only concentrate on things so long. And that's what's so good about the Pomodoro method, because I do, depending upon what's going on, sometimes I do like 30 minutes Mm -hmm. um, stretches because for me, I'm ADD. And so if I set a timer and go, okay, for this 30 minutes, you're going to focus on this. Don't worry about all the dings and blings on the phone and do what you need to do and get it done. And I do feel better when I do that because then I'm focusing, I'm there. There's something called context switching. And if you are checking social media, working on your book and talking to your kids or whatever, at the same time, you're context switching and you, it will take you twice as long to do something than if you focus solely on that task at that time. And, you know, and again, this is one of those things, what works for you, 30 minutes, 50 minutes, and Mm -hmm. maybe you start small, maybe do 20 minutes and Mm -hmm. bump it up to 30, then bump it up to 40, then bump it up to 50. And your mind is used to doing that. And Mm -hmm. that helps. What I'm hearing is you have to schedule. Doesn't matter if you're scheduling five minutes, 10 minutes, scheduling your writing time means that you're taking it seriously like a job. And then we won't feel like a fraud or feel guilty if we're not writing because we know we've scheduled time to write. You know, Mm -hmm. guilt overtakes us and that leaves us spinning our wheels doing nothing. So if we schedule the time like you two are talking about, I think that is, it's brilliant to do that. Yeah, I love that idea too. And it also relieves your brain from thinking, I need to write my book. I need to write my book. I need to write my book. If you have that time set aside, you go, okay, today I'm focusing on this. Right. I'm going to focus on my book on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, whatever your days are. And then your brain can relax from that because it knows, okay, on those days, I'm going to accomplish that. Mm-hmm. And it's just giving yourself some grace and freedom mm-hmm. um, and being flexible. I love that, Ruth. Well, I think... Sometimes we think that we're the only one that struggles. And so sometimes we need to <laughs> realize that there are a lot of other people struggling. I, I grew up overseas. Like I said, I spent 10 years overseas. And so my worldview is a lot different, I find, than people that are around me. 
Um, I agree. I agree. Yes, I, I've been, had spent time in Togo, Africa, and Honduras, and it, the third world countries, and even overseas. We don't know how good we have it here. No. But the writer, I mean, the distraught writer, like we were talking about before, how would you inspire somebody spiritually to keep writing? So I would have them go back to where they started writing. What what made you write in the first place? Mm. And what message has God given you mm. um, that you just feel like you have to share? Because like I said before, we each have a message that only we can share. And Mm -hmm. often that message comes from deep places of pain and hurt. Mm -hmm. We don't like to go through those hard times, but those are often the times that God strengthens us and builds things into our lives so that we can encourage and help other people when they're going through similar struggles. So whether it's infertility, which is one of the reasons that we adopted, or whether it's um, maybe a broken marriage, or maybe a teenager that's run away from home. God uses those things in our lives and builds into our life so that we can build into other people's lives. Yes. I love that, Ruth, because what I wanted to say is, I find even people who aren't Christians or spiritual, they still have this message. So it applies either way. They still have this message with them that this book just kind of bubbles up and mm-hmm. like, I have to write it. I can't not write it. Because right. um, I find that with a lot of my clients say that, you know, like, th- it, I've been wanting to write it this for a couple of years, but I wasn't sure where to start. And I know it's important, but I, I've been waiting. And my tip for those people is stop waiting. Because if it's, if it's nagging you, it's been nagging you for a while. There's a reason. Somebody right. needs it. And I love how you're saying the story, your story it can touch somebody that may not touch somebody else, you know, and mm-hmm. so it's a lot of people that, well, there's a lot of books about such and such, yes. whatever yes. my point is. Don't you think, Sherilyn? Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. How would you address somebody? My book that's getting published next year. I'm like, well, there's so many books written like similar to this. And I had Cecil Murphy, who's a best-selling author say, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's not written like you would write it. And mm-hmm. like Joyce said, um, our message would be, told in a different way and will touch Mm -hmm. certain people that the other books might not. That was a good one, Joyce. I think so. I appreciate it. Well, Ruth, this has been wonderful. Anything else that you want to share with the listeners about a tip to help them or any kind of advice that maybe helped you when you started writing? Well, I would just say, start where you are. Take it slow and easy. Do what you can and don't feel guilty, like Sherilyn said. We, we have right. enough guilt. So just start where you are. Take it easy. Don't allow yourself to feel guilty. Do what you can. Set those schedules and share that message that, that you need to share. I love that. Start where you are. Mm-hmm. I love that. Right. And I'm sure all of you have heard the line, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle or someone else's, you know, they're further along on their career. They started somewhere too. It can be a rocky start sometimes. Nobody Mm -hmm. just jumps out of the gate like, I am a terrific writer and everybody (laughs) loves me. You know, I mean, 
if anybody reads Stephen King's on writing, he talks about right. many, many rejection letters. Hundreds. Hundreds. Yeah, mm-hmm. before his book and like his book that like one of his most popular books was rejected originally by a publisher and another publisher took it on and it was a bestseller. That is what is so exciting about it is your start doesn't define what your whole writing career is going to be like. So no. I love that start right. where you're at is perfect. So. And you know what? Starting where you're at also, I've had a lot of clients tell me and I've heard from even best-selling authors and award-winning writers, their English teacher told them they couldn't write. Their English teacher told them they, they had no future in writing. And that's why start where you are is, is great. So forget about the past. Forget mm-hmm. what people told you. Mm-hmm. If, if you've got something bubbling up inside of you, like Joyce says, whether you're a Christian Whatever your beliefs are, whatever mm-hmm. is deep inside of you, get it out and get it on paper. Start where you are. Yes, get started today. <laughs> I just realized too that you had sent me something else that you wanted to share with our group. Um, a resource you have is write your rough draft in 30 days. We will put that link in the show notes, but can you tell us a little bit about that? So sometimes we think, oh, a book, it's going to take me years to write this. I have um, found a process that works for me and has worked for other people. And so you start with a book outline, you do your market research. And then once those pieces are in place, you can write your rough draft in 30 days. And so this is a free resource that you can use. And I hope that many of you will use it and find it helpful. Wonderful. We we appreciate it. We appreciate you being here. You have a great day. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Right Hour. Our goal is to help you achieve your writing dreams. You are one step closer to write your book. Learn how to get the book out of your head with the four steps we teach our clients. Sign up for the free email series at therightcoach.biz. The link is in the show notes. The four steps help you clarify your focus, create and organize your content, and complete your book. We share tips on the writing process, and you can download the writing planner to track your progress. Don't let fear and overwhelm keep you from writing your book. It's time to write your book.